Hey guys, I'm Laura and I'm Anna and welcome back to your weekly dose of relatable content, questionable advice, lots of laughs, and as always, girl vibes only. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Girl Vibes Only. I'm Laura. And I'm Anna. And uh, we're sipping on some champagne for Women's History Month. Women's History Month and just celebrating season five, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a little season five photo shoot today since we needed some more Insta content. But also, like five is such a big number. Like yeah. that's an exciting number. For those who listen to our first episode of season five, which is hopefully everyone. We did confirm. We were unsure during yes. that episode, but we confirmed. It is our fifth season. It is season five, which definitely. is crazy. Yes. Um, so we are kicking off the first week, week of March, um, which March is Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. And so we did some photo shoot, uh, you know, what's the word I want? Celebrating season five. Yep. But now we're going to hit you with an episode about Women's History Month, which is really yeah. exciting. Um, like, March is such, like, a good month, too. Like, yeah. I love March. March is, like, I feel like March is when my moods start. Although I do love winter, but March is, like, exciting. And then April is when I'm, like, oh, it's, like, gross and rainy. And then May, like, picks back yeah. up. So, like, March is a good month. I kind of love that this is Women's Month, you know? I know. Like, today, like, weather-wise, it feels like it's only probably, like, 50 degrees, but it feels, like, freaking amazing no um it got, it's getting up to 70 degrees today Lauren. is it mm-hmm. oh okay that's why it feels so good <laughs> yeah it's like so nice out and it's like overcast it and is. like cloudy it like rained a little this morning perfect for photos yes i love like literally the perfect photo lighting was today which is photos. really exciting yeah. um so yeah so we're coming at you with an episode about women's history mm-hmm. um which is awesome um, we kind of have, do you want to like explain the episode? Yes. Okay. So I'll explain. So we were talking about what to do for Women's History Month. We knew we wanted to do something um, before, you know, we have celebrated our Boss Babes Week, which we um, interviewed a bunch of random amazing boss women um, in honor of Women's History Month. So this time around, we were like, you know what, let's kind of go into what like History Month actually means and kind of give you guys some like shocking facts talk about some things that are like really powerful for us and like like iconic moments iconic moments that we lived through and what we think that like what it means to be a woman like I feel Mm -hmm. like nowadays there's such a great movement behind that Mm -hmm. like you know not even like feminist movement anymore it's just like all around respecting and honoring women yeah and like just being a good like woman to woman like support yes. and like not being a pick me as like a Gen Zer would say. Right. Um like women supporting women like yeah. all over and like you know I, I love to see it like on TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, on TV shows. Like people are like I just been seeing like there's this one like popular show right now that's going all around. I won't say it because it's like in case spoilers. I don't know. But there, you know how so many times when there's like conflict or drama, people blame the other woman. Yeah. But now they're like blaming the guy, yeah. which is what it should be. But it's just because people are realizing like women are not the enemy here. Like, yeah. Sometimes they can be, but that's changing. Mm-hmm. People are respecting and more. Even just like on TikTok, like 
I just like, do you follow Drew? Af- I don't know her, Afumo. I don't know her last name. I don't but know. But she's the one, like, when men post really, like, misogynistic, gross things, she'll, like, stitch it. And, oh, like, she comes in, about like, it. laughing and will, like, just roast the guy. And I find it hilarious. But just, like, even the... Like, I, it's, like, cool, I feel like, now to kind of – not that you have to, like, make fun of men to, like, make women stronger because it's not at all the case. Right. But it's, like, cool to be, like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to, like, take shit from anyone. And, like, it's honestly wild to kind of – um, and I think feel like we've talked about this before, like breaking down like even our own like misogynistic thoughts that we have like within ourselves, yeah, and like thinking about like why do I think that way? And like, because all of us, I mean, we grew up in a society that is extremely like, yeah, obviously it's a patriarchal society and extremely misogynistic. And so there's even like within our own selves things that we need to like rethink and like you know or like like question yourself like why do you do the things you do like are you putting on makeup and a cute outfit for you or for society like and and men like yeah like as long as you're doing it for you which I feel like Mm -hmm. is our like mindset now you know you don't do anything that you don't want to do yeah um, so I just love it. I feel like yeah. women supporting wow, women supporting <laughs> women um is obviously like a very exciting thing and it mm-hmm. sounds I feel like it just sounds so like duh and like you know why seems like it should be obvious. Yeah, but yeah. it's like it's not at all. No. Um so do we want to start with like you know things that were iconic that we like have lived through or yeah. thought and then go into some like shocking yeah statistics is that like what we want to do? Yes. Okay. That sounds good. Do you want to start? Because yes. So again, thinking back to like all these, there's so many different iconic Mm -hmm. moments of like women's history that I feel like we're living through, like pop culture, pop culture, politics. Mm -hmm. Like there's just a lot happening, and it's really exciting and cool, and it's great that we get to live through it because I feel like it's going to benefit our lives and our kids' lives Mm -hmm. because like we're getting to see women of all different races and ethnicities and ages like everyone's it's just exciting yeah I think it's really cool um but my moment that I just love talking about of course is the famous Taylor Swift lawsuit I I kind of thought this was going to be (laughs) what no I agree so this is just a powerful just a powerful story I think so for those of you guys don't know um, Taylor Swift was at a meet and greet with a um, disc jockey at KYGO. Um, it's a radio a disc station. Jockey. Yeah, well, a that's DJ. what they call them, a disc jockey. <laughs> well, I didn't know if, like, you know, in the radio industry, is DJ disc jockey kind of different because DJ like means like I don't know. I picture I mean, like DJ marshmallow. Is, DJ is like, like DJ cut. Like I don't yeah, know. but DJ is like the short form of disc jockey. Oh, is it? Lauren, disc, disc jockey, jockey, DJ. Oh, okay. So a, d- a disc jockey, DJ um, at a radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. Learning new things all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this was in, in Denver and this was back in 2013. So like not that long ago, we were freshmen in college at yeah. this point. And they were doing a meet and greet. And during these meet and greets, you know, the celebrities stand there and they take pictures with fans. People come up, they get their picture taken. And this guy, his name was um, David Mueller. Mm -hmm. 
he while taylor swift was wearing a skirt and they he was posing with taylor and like the fans while they were posing for pictures he put his hand up her skirt and oh. grabbed her bare butt and like it's it. so creepy and like kept his fuck? hand on her and she like tried to move away like out of the picture tried to shuffle because again there was fans around there was people and he kept his hand there so she complained and you know kind of said some things and he got fired as you should as as they should and it was uh taylor swift's management team it wasn't even like she made she would have rightfully so been able to yeah. make a scene but she didn't she like went told her management there was photo evidence and i feel like this him is doing back it. when taylor swift like kind of didn't really speak out like on things right. like she was very much like only saying things that her label wanted her to say right yeah so like it, it was this is before time's up like this no it is, was like, this was 2013 yeah. yeah like it was right before this is, like right before all of you know the me too movement yeah so of course as the man he was in 2015 two years later he filed a lawsuit against taylor swift saying that he was um misfired and her slander her talking about him um her interference with his employment contract got him fired and they you know went to go to court mm -hmm. so taylor Swift was like are you freaking serious and this was kind of when she started like talking out about it and like because this wasn't really even in the news mm -hmm. until he like he, i yeah he did this lawsuit i didn't i don't think i even knew about it until she, like well the right. outcome I right feel like I didn't hear right I'll let you get to that yeah so when this was going down Taylor was kind of like are you freaking serious like you did this to me like you were the one that did this I you didn't even me. sue you for it so then she created a counter lawsuit for one dollar and she won mm -hmm. and it was just amazing like moment and I think it's just like Again, like the fact that she only did it for one dollar because you have to like put some kind of monetary. She's truly thing. like a petty queen, and I it do was amazing. Love it. I do, and love it was it. just so good, and it sparked. I I don't think it specifically sparked a lot of the Me Too movement, but but it's it opened big... up the door for more celebrities coming forward, and more people started calling, kind of following suit, like talking about different things like this. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it, it's just like crazy to me, like how I don't know, like I I feel like so empowered by hearing yeah. that and like you said kind of petty but amazing i love it and it should be done like what and she obviously she she won mm -hmm. um and so he she won one dollar yeah and he lost and you know i have no idea where he is at today mm -hmm. so hopefully i feel nowhere. like too and like this kind of leads me into one of my moments that i have written down because i feel like for taylor swift i feel like that was probably the like awakening or like the moment where she like really started to be like no I want to like talk about and stand up for things that like yeah. I believe in and like you know I feel like if any of you have seen what, what is it Miss Americana yes um, yep. her like documentary it's very very good. very good I gained a lot more respect for Taylor Swift after yeah. I watched it um but I feel like that moment probably was like a very big like fuck this like yeah. I'm gonna start and so if you watch the documentary this is actually brought up but um I remember, or, like, I, we were so young at the time, I don't remember living through it, but now, like, after knowing about it, like, truly how iconic it is, 
what is like the Dixie Chicks and how mm-hmm. they were like this like iconic country girl band, like kind of first of their kind, I would say. And they had like huge success. Like everyone loved the Dixie Chicks. I remember listening to the Dixie Dixie Chicks when yeah. I was little and it was big like, household name. Yeah. And like, they were like the um, Spice Girls, I feel like of country music. Yeah. And people loved the Dixie Chicks and they came out and made a political stance against the president at the time, which was George Bush. Mm. And people, People hated them for it. Like the Dixie kids, the, wow, the Dixie chicks were essentially canceled um, because of their like stance on a political issue. And they were like, I just feel like, especially back in that time, and Taylor kind of goes into this in the documentary, mm-hmm. like, especially within country music, it's very much of like, you know, people don't want to hear about your politics. They just want to hear you sing. And like, right. don't speak out on things that like you believe in. No one cares. No one wants to hear about it. And while I like, I don't believe in that, I feel like, you know, you can outwardly say whatever the hell you want about anything. Um I like I kind of get where it's like okay we don't need to hear a celebrity's opinion on everything but on important issues like you have a platform that you've made for yourself you should be able to use it however you want right and that was like the first time especially like like a female like group like that to come out and have like opposition of like especially at the time, like I'm assuming a lot of the country fans they had were huge fans of George Bush. So for them to come out and like kind of say something against him was massive and they were literally canceled for it. And so throughout the Taylor documentary, they kept like when she was like thinking about coming out and like making her first political stance, her whole team was like, you don't want to be a Dixie chick. Like you don't want to turn out like them. And so I feel like that was such like an iconic moment for women, like in pop culture. And I feel like it's something that we kind of forget about. Um, And I mean, like the Dixie chicks were literally canceled for it, which is wild. I remember too, um, this moment just like popped in my head as you're talking about um the Dixie Chicks is I think it was um Sophia Bush. Do you remember when she posted on yes. Instagram mm-hmm. her like political I forget what the campaign exactly was, but it was about like stop hate, I think. Yeah. Wasn't it? And it was like she had words all over her yeah. body of like what women are called, like mm-hmm. names, um, you know, things about like their weight, things about their like beauty. And I remember that was a huge thing because again, she's just an actress Mm -hmm. like you know technically like one tree hill was how i knew her like you know she was just not you wouldn't expect someone to do that i love her like she um quit um chicago pd Mm -hmm. because like she's like a very strong believer in like defunding the police and like Mm -hmm. you know um kind of redoing our policing system and so she literally quit that show for that reason and i just like like i just respect people who do that because that's like really like taking into action or what's the like talking putting your words into action yeah but like pre what do you what do you preach walking the walk walking the walk what's practice what you preach practicing what you preach there's a lot of different i'm like there's a preach one there is one um yeah which i think is like so cool and then like another one that i feel like is iconic and i feel like when lauren like brought this idea of like let's talk about you know iconic moments we remember my first instinct was like and I don't know if maybe this isn't probably huge for everyone but I remember the switch of Hannah Montana to Miley Cyrus Mm. and like Miley Cyrus going into like I can't be tamed that whole era and just like Miley in general like her crazy era I just remember like 
someone who was like a huge Hannah Montana fan and I love Miley Cyrus when she like went crazy as people say and like yeah. you know she cut her hair and like did broke up with Liam and everything like that the first time um I just remember being like I fuck with this girl yeah. so much like I just for some reason and I'm sure not everyone felt this way but I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever that she just like did not give two fucks and like the yeah. whole thing was about like not caring and like doing what she wanted and I just felt like that was so especially because I feel like growing up and this kind of ties back into the whole like internalized misogyny I feel like growing up as like a like young girl like a teen girl it's so much about doing things like oh you don't want to do that or else like you're not going to get a boyfriend yeah. even now like oh you shouldn't do that like who's going to want to marry you how right. are you who's blah 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 that type of thing and I just feel like so much of high school like for a girl is so wrapped up in like wanting boys to like you and wanting to feel accepted and mm -hmm. things like that and I feel like Miley just kind of in that era did like everything against what like girls should be and I fucking rode for it like well, I feel I like I it. remember too like it kind of brings up like how they feel like a lot of times and this happens a lot with like the girls and women who are in Disney franchise mm -hmm. it's like they don't allow them to grow up no. and they don't allow them to be dynamic like they think you need to keep your good girl like pure yeah visual to mm -hmm. the audience forever and yeah. that was like what they wanted Miley to do but it's like women like that gives us like and for like you know Miley was a role model yeah. is a role model I'm sure still but like especially then like that made little girls think okay I only am going to be accepted mm -hmm. if I am this version of myself yeah. and it's like no like women change all the time like mm -hmm. you grow up like you get um you know more dynamic you get more interest you get different like you yeah. might want like you know Miley I obviously like got into the party scene and like you know I think that there were some unhealthy parts sprinkled uh, no, in for sure but I love party girl Miley. but like you know what I mean like you're allowed to do that she yeah. was 21 she was growing up like that's okay but yeah. like the world made that seem so like wrong yeah and that's not that wasn't mm -hmm. wrong like she and I remember I think she did an interview I forget where but I remember her saying she's like I felt like I had to be so drastic mm -hmm. and physically swing naked on a wrecking ball yeah. for people to believe to do the total opposite that I was different mm -hmm. I was not this cookie cutter person you put yeah. me in and I feel like for it's like me, sad that the world like makes yeah. you have to go to that extreme. And like for me too, I feel like growing up not being like a girly girl and like being definitely more of a tomboy and like not feeling like I feel like in high school, like I just wasn't like I feel like I don't know, like all of our friends were like so hot and like yeah, I just like never was that person. And I just I think for me, like you know, at that age, I felt so like not like not not a girl but like just not like I'm like oh god I'm like not the girl especially because I remember this is like freshman year of college I feel like when all of that kind of went down and I was like I'm like not the girl to like go out in like a crop top and I just like don't feel like a like college like kid like I don't know yeah. I just like I feel like I just like always kind of struggled definitely in that time of my life not feeling like the rest of my girlfriends and like not having the same not like not having the same interest. I don't even know how to put it. Like I yeah. just didn't feel like, like that, like girl, like right. I just like didn't like identify with it. And so then to see her be like off the chain and not that I like was Miley, by yeah, means, yeah. but like 
just like totally the opposite of like everything. I was just kind of like, I fuck with this girl so much. And I mean, I was a huge yeah. Miley Hand Montana fan, so it just made sense. But I just remember that being like a very like iconic moment for me, yeah. like watching Miley be unhinged. Well, you bring up a good point too about like your feelings in college and like how like the media and the world like makes you yeah. feel like you need to be like a certain type. Like I remember I was just actually talking with friends the other day, like about how when I was in college, like, so I was in a sorority, my school was very like Greek life focused. And so like, you kind of like almost had to join a sorority. Everyone could, like, it was mm -hmm. not like the South where it's like only certain people get in. Yeah. Everyone could get in. It was just a matter of kind of where. And um, I felt like I had to rush, like, you know what I mean? Because that's what everyone was doing. And I remember, honestly, throughout my all four years of college, I felt like the ugly duckling. Mm -hmm. I felt like the lamest person in the Same. room. And like, it made me because I felt like all these other women made me feel like that. Like, okay. It was one of those, like, because one half of it was like, I don't look like that. So mm -hmm. I must be ugly. I mm -hmm. must be lame because I don't look exactly like that or yeah. I'm not interested in exactly what the things that they're doing. And it's also like kind of like back to like the women supporting women. Like it was very fake back in yeah. college. And I look back at myself and look back at pictures and stuff and I'm like, I was cute. Like yeah. why did I, I legit felt so same. I was like, I'm the ugliest person in same. this sorority. I remember, I'm like, yeah. and I look back and I'm like, I was not. Like, like why I was, was I so hard to look myself? like what I looked like in college? Right. But I'm like, I was so hard on myself because there was no women supporting women. Like yeah. there was no like actual camaraderie that was like, yeah, made you feel good about yourself, which is like wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like there's this like whole like, especially when you're in college and even like early 20s and honestly even fucking now is there's this whole like when you're kind of like going out like that all the time it's like the pressure to like look hot and like sexy and like stuff like that and I just never like to this day have never felt that way never right. like look I've always like I just am like not that person like I just never see myself in that light and I feel like in college was definitely when it was like like at the peak of like yeah it was like what you wanted to look like when you went out to like fucking football parties and stuff like that and I just like remember like in college like struggling so much with that and just like not feeling like I like didn't fit in with like the rest of my friends and like I mean I've always been like a little weird and like not like out there I don't know how to explain myself <laughs> like like just like definitely like a little like it was like a joke of like oh my god Anna like what 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 next thing well you just come out you brought mouth? different things to the table than other people were it was very much like what are you gonna say now that's gonna be embarrassing that like yeah. you shouldn't be saying like that type of thing so I feel like college was like the peak of that to so just see someone like kind of going back to Molly see Molly Miley um <laughs> see someone like just not being that way I was like wow I yeah. love this so yeah and even like the, I feel like I should like in high school like I was definitely like a tomboy and like I definitely wasn't into like like girly things but right. also I think a portion of it was like my own internalized misogyny of like I don't want to be a girly girl right like I remember like I think when I was in like middle school and high school I think the worst thing I thought I could be was like girly right honest to god which is crazy now yeah. knowing this is how Me. you feel the most comfortable yeah and like now like I feel like like once I graduated I was like in grad school and stuff like that and by no means not that I'm like 
super girly. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I think if like 16 year old Anna Marie saw 28 year old Anna Marie, she'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you well, know yeah, what I mean? Like it does like the world kind of like, it's one of those two things. It's like the world like either makes you believe like that's, you need to be the girliest girly girl to get the husband, to mm-hmm. get the boys to like you. And that's it. Or, like, that is the worst thing you could be because yeah. that's so basic and that's yeah. so, like, mainstream mm-hmm. and, like, I need to be different. Yeah. When it's really, like, and this is what I think the world's kind of getting closer to, mm-hmm. it seems at least, it's, like, be whatever you're comfortable yeah. doing. Wear whatever you're comfortable in. That's what you'll feel hottest in. Like, yeah. that's what you'll feel most confident in. It doesn't need to be a crop top because crop tops are in. Yeah. Like, and, like, being like liking basic or like mainstream things they are that because they attract and are relatable to like a mass group of people like right you just like why they like you like yeah there's a lot of other like they're 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 good because they're good like right and I feel like I hate and I feel like it's such like a guy thing too not saying that obviously there aren't girls who do this but like it's so like guys are just like oh my god she's so basic or like I feel like guys are way more inclined to be like oh I don't like that because it's mainstream like Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, really? Who fucking cares? Yeah. And I don't know. I just think it's wild. So I feel like I definitely, I feel like, learned, like, later into my 20s, just, like, identifying my own, like, internalized misogynistic, like, thoughts that, like, I've had, like, growing up and, like, Mm -hmm. as a teenager and things like that. And I don't know. I think it's interesting just to, like, kind of do that, like, internal reflection to see, like, how, like, society has, like, kind of molded, like, your thoughts on things like that. Yeah, so very interesting. Um, do you have another one? Um, I feel like I sprinkled a lot of my yeah. I feel right like now. I have. Um, well, obviously, um, Kamala being yeah. Vice, like I remember I bought the Vogue issue when she was like the cover when she like won the VP and um, like I mean that's just iconic. Like you, right, and I just love that because it's like you know that's literally a huge moment in our country's history and that like, was it's really cool exciting. to live through. It's cool to like you know, no, I voted for her. And like, um, I don't know. I just, I I mean, that's truly, you can say whatever. And I think that was the thing too, like, just like as a woman, no matter what your maybe political Political affiliation is, like, I feel like most people are, should agree that like, that's a groundbreaking thing to happen. And that's really awesome. And so cool. Well, I think the same thing about even Hillary running and like being the democratic candidate, like, yeah, you know despite no matter what you your thought is that is very that's the crazy that's mm-hmm. the first time that that happened like yeah. isn't that bizarre to think about because it's like here we are as a society and that was the first time yeah and still we don't have a woman president yet mm-hmm. I mean you know we're getting closer and closer but like it is kind of insane to think like if you look around like the world there are many other women leaders yeah. of countries and it's like we're not there yet. No. <laughs> and two, my other one was Sex and the City. And, like, obviously, if you are a Sex and the City fan and, like, have watched the TV show, like, not the – and just, like, that bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the original Sex and the City TV show. Obviously, there are a lot of um, not politically – Correct. politically correct things yeah. that go on like there's a lot of issues within old sex and the city but for the time that it came out it was groundbreaking right. like to have that show that was like centered around single women and like their sexuality their 30s, and dating like, and like yeah not having a husband and yeah. you know having all these like very for the time feminist viewpoints right it was like and I just remember as a kid like I remember growing up watching sex in the city my mom watched it I loved Sex in the City grow up. I rem- 
can I talk? I love <laughs> Sex in the City grow up. What? Grow I up, Anna. loved watching Sex in the City growing up. And I just remember, and I think any maybe little girl who's like our age watching, like you wanted to be Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, like you wanted to yeah. be one of them. Um, and I just thought it was so like, I don't know, just like the ability to say whatever they wanted and like talk freely. And it was so like, for the time, like, whoa, what are these women talking right. about? It was like, it's, I think just, obviously at the time I didn't realize it, but looking back now, I'm like, that show is so iconic for a reason. Yeah. No, I, I do love that. If, if we're talking about iconic shows too, especially with women, like with women in history, um, gotta throw in my Jane the Virgin. Yeah. I, it like, that was especially when mm-hmm. for when it was re- premiered and yeah. how long it lasted like that was groundbreaking to have hispanic leads yeah and a cast made up almost entirely of women like the main characters center around the villanueva family which yeah. is like the the three women that mm-hmm. are you know jane her mom and her grandma yeah and they they actually have an episode um it's like right before their finale because i Jane the Virgin is um, a second comfort show to me, other mm-hmm. than Gilmore Girls. It's a great show. And um, so I recently was re-watching it all the way through again. And the second to last episode, they have like a um, one of those sit-down, like mm-hmm. look back at this at the entire series. Yeah. And they just talk about how iconic it was mm-hmm. and how amazing it is to have these like Latina women who are the main like actresses yeah. in a cast. And like honestly, there's a lot of um Latin men in it too that mm-hmm. are also or like just you know with diverse backgrounds which is exciting to see like how well that show did how long it lasted and like yeah what it really meant like they were talking like it was so like cute they were crying they're like I never thought like I never had this look like when I was growing up like yeah. I didn't think I could be an actress because it didn't I look never, like I you could know, you didn't have representation you didn't have the representation and so it, it was just really powerful. I cry every time I watch that episode. Yeah. Another one that just popped in my head, which, like, maybe like, a little, I don't know, controversial, but, like, um, Teen Mom or 16 and oh. Pregnant. I remember, like, I mean, I loved that show growing up. But I just remember, like, I feel like people didn't, like, understand, you know, how, obviously, they knew how Teen Moms happened. But just, like, watching that show and, like, really looking at it from, like, a demographic like point of view and like geographically and socioeconomically like I feel like it just shows so much of like how or like how education could be so important for like teen pregnancy and like who's most vulnerable and things like that and I just feel like for the time like that was I feel like there was probably my parents pretty much like I'm didn't our tv wasn't really off limits for me um (laughs) but I feel like there was definitely I feel like I knew people who like weren't allowed to watch you know, uh, teen mom or 16 and pregnant. And it's just like, yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like for the time 16 and pregnant was also like a very iconic show for like what it did, especially since things like that were so taboo. Yeah. Um, so it paints a better picture too. I think of just being like motherhood in general. Yeah. Again, it is teen motherhood, which is like, again, not something hard, hard. Condone, but like it, it's it just paints a light where like everyone, I think, didn't want to talk about it. No, like said, it was taboo. like it was didn't want to talk about it. It was like a shameful thing. Like if it happened, like you don't want anyone to know, things right. like that. And I feel like I mean, I'm <laughs> clearly a proponent of like sex sex education. And I feel like seeing that, like there's probably a lot of people who 
probably watched that show and was like, wow, like I don't want that. Like, not that that's like the worst thing in the world either because it's not and it shouldn't like – whatever but I feel like it definitely yeah. was like a it's hard being a teen mom is clearly like a yeah. really hard thing and so it probably was like a great form of birth control for people well and it also though just shows again how far the world's coming with treating t- teen moms yes. because like my grandmother was a teen mom mm-hmm. and she wasn't allowed to finish high school she had she was one of those that had to drop high school because they would not mm-hmm. allow her to graduate they would not allow her to go to school pregnant not even her parents yeah. the school physically would not let her go to school and even like I remember like as a young kid watching that show just even seeing relationship dynamics of girls who were older than me at the time Mm -hmm. going through this and like kind of seeing you know being with these boyfriends who like are like oh yeah I love you so much blah 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 and then something bad not bad but like something like you know hard happens and then like they're automatically out and I feel like it did a good job at showing young girls probably like unhealthy relationships and what they look like and I don't know I feel like honestly like I I love Team Mom it was very dramatic for the time yeah but it was just like I feel like I learned a lot about relationship dynamics and like yeah what like young relationships look like and what like you don't want in relationships and like how to see it and Mm -hmm. maybe that wasn't the takeaway for every single person but like obviously wasn't the point of the show but I feel like there was a lot to learn there it makes you think it's definitely a show that's like Deeper than just what meets the exactly. eye. Exactly. Yeah. So. Just one. Well, I love that. We weren't planning on really talking about all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I think I love. Went in a good direction. The thoughts. I did have. So I'm going to share. Because so like when we were preparing for this episode. So one. Just to give you guys like what. Where Women's History Month comes from. Like why. Yeah. Why March. Um, in 1857. March 8th specifically. When women from various New York City factories stage a protest over poor working conditions, that spurred a whole movement. Mm-hmm. And so they trace it back to that day. And that is women or International Women's Day is March 8th. Right. So that like sparked it. And that's why we're doing this episode today, mm-hmm. uh, March 7th, because it is close to mm-hmm. the actual day. And then, of course, it like has become bigger and bigger and like people do more and more things to celebrate women recognize women honor women um but that's where it comes from but this is just like some shocking facts yeah about like women's rights around the world and women in general when you send me this it's just like I feel like it's just a reminder of like you don't realize like how far things have come and like we're really like (laughs) I feel like you know we're you can kind of think like, oh yeah, the women's like movement is like, we're, we're done. We're equal. Things women's are, are equal. Which yeah. like isn't the case. Like no. we're very, like for the future, yeah. we, when we are all no longer here, like this is going to go down as like still the very beginning of yeah. like women's rights and history and the like women's movement. I right. Guess. Yeah. So there's still work to be done. Oh, lots. So here's here's some facts for you. So in 2015, so not that long ago. It's four, five, six years ago. Yeah. So, you know, we no, were seven years ago. Just about graduating college. Yeah. We were just getting mm-hmm. ready. There were only 21 female heads of state in the entire world. The whole world. It's wild. That's 21. Wild. And just so you know, like in 2015, 49.6 of the world population were, were women. 
So just like let that number mm-hmm. it's just sink like in. not a representation of what no. everyday life looks like. And that's 2015. Like we were just saying, still no women president. Yeah. And two, like even that number is like shocking. And I feel like, you know, I feel like we have to acknowledge this. We are like young, like white women. And right. so we obviously don't see a ton of representation in like power in that regard. Yeah. But then like thinking about how crazy that is to us to see. Yeah. And then like to think of like you know, black women, women of other races to see like a severe lack of representation and even all more so everywhere, yeah. like literally in media, mm-hmm. obviously politics, leadership, anything like that, like a lack of repre- representation and everywhere. Like I just obviously will never be able to understand that like experience, but I feel like we can, the only thing we could really probably relate to is just like women in, women general. in general yeah and it's just it's wild yeah it's like wild to think about it, it it's so crazy and like I definitely urge everyone to kind of look up on their own too like especially in honor of women's history month look up women or like BIPOC women like yeah in history and like just their statistics too. yeah like just just take check, check it out it's mm. like kind of alarming but yeah. it makes you think and it makes you help and that's why like you know we always say like shop local, mm-hmm. shop small, uh, shop women, shop diversity. Yeah. Um, so we always like to talk about those companies. But um, another crazy thing to me is in over 150 countries now, there's at least one actively sexist law, which is just crazy. And so like for a few examples of like what that looks like is like 104 countries have jobs that are off limits to women. They're just not allowed fucking wild. To, to take those jobs. And um, just like even, and I think there's a, um, is there a maternity yeah. statistic in here, I thought? There is, yeah. So for maternity, there's, well, one, the U.S. is one of only eight countries in the world that doesn't have a paid maternity leave. Which is like, form. yeah, I remember like on TikTok, on TikTok, like, other countries being like it's what like it's yeah. wild that like that isn't like a, a thing well listen to this in 1978 so not even that long ago women could be fired if they were pregnant it's, it's so insane literally you become pregnant and you're fired yeah you can't work it's anymore so insane that was legal yeah <laughs> it's just like it, it's just crazy They're, they also said i have to, I have to watch what i say i know <laughs> There is 18 countries that allow men to prohibit their women, their wives from working. Like what? Like, are you, are you serious? You better be making some big bank then. I mean, yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, They also say that, you know, of course, the gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. That's still definitely in existence. I think that one is very more widely known in the U.S. Yeah. I feel like people talk about that a lot more. Yeah. About definitely. the gender pay gap. Um, I think like it, it says like m- in most countries, women only earn between 60 to 75% per- of men's wages for the same work. I think we talked about that too in like some working episodes in the past, mm-hmm. like how women also work more hours yeah. than men on and average. Even, like, and we even talked about like leadership, like how companies, like it's now been found that companies ran by women have like meet their goals like mm-hmm. tenfold over companies that are run by men yeah. and so it's just like I don't know it's just and even too like women um like women's health 
like we are so far as much as like the advancements we make in healthcare and um, research, we are so far behind learning about like women's bodies that like it's astounding because every research up until like the 2000s were only done on white men. So it's right. like one, women we don't even general, know as much as we should know <laughs> women in general, but then like women of color, like they're like that, like, um, race does play a part in health and like right who's more susceptible to certain diseases and how you treat and handle those diseases so even just like women in healthcare, like it's just it's wild like how truly far behind we are mm-hmm. as like a gender of like treatments and um diagnoses and things like that and it's just like, like i was watching um uh love on the spectrum yesterday Oh, cute. Was that, is that show good? It's so I, good. I've seen I'm like, like I commercials love it. and stuff. So it's just like, I feel like it's like a feel good show. Yeah. But like, even that, like, they are talking about, like, obviously, there's girl girls in that show who are, um, are on the spectrum and um like all of them their diagnosis was like yeah I wasn't diagnosed until I was 13 because you know Asperger's or autism shows differently for females than they do males and And it's like harder to find because we don't know and like there isn't research that's done and it's just so crazy and even too like I feel like there's so much more I feel like coming out about this too but like periods (laughs) like the fact I, I love the TikToks that are like if men got periods, they would have, like, each month an allotted, like, three days off that they could have and, like, could be bedridden and blah, blah, blah. And, like, it just came out, like, a scientific fact that, like, period cramps in a woman are equal to heart attack. Yes, there is people. I literally saw that. Yeah. I think it was, like, the Harvard Law Study Yeah, or it's, like, scientifically yeah. proven now. And it's just, like, it's just so wild, like, even how mm-hmm. much um like lifestyle and everything plays into, like, our hormones and how that affects our periods and how – you know, I feel like every girl you talk to talks like about their period and how it sucks and how they have cramps and they feel sick and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, realistically, we shouldn't be feeling that way. Like there just isn't a ton of research done on women's hormones and how to regulate them and what happens when you're like on your cycle and things like, ew, I can't believe I just said it like that. I hate when people say that (laughs) or when people like, you know, have their period. And then like, I don't know. It's just wild to me that that is even so. And birth control, like the fact that like women are there's only the women. It's only. I mean, now there's like starting to be men option or options for men, but mostly the fact that like if they're gonna take it, obviously they aren't because men are trash. Um, but even that, like, and I feel like every like all of my friends who were on the traditional like pill hormonal birth control, not one of us liked it. Mm-hmm. Like it like messed with my body so much. I would get so anxious. Yes, like, I was like, I remember like when it was just like, I don't know. And you're on it for so long. Like I was on, was on birth control when I was seventeen. Yeah, and I didn't go off of it until um, almost two years ago. Now, like I was on that for like nearly a decade and yeah. it just like messed with like your hormones and your body and your mood and everything like that so much. And I'm like, that's the story for literally everyone. I feel like literally feel like every girl, especially. And I think it was one of those things you didn't realize it, or at least we didn't when we were younger, like in college and stuff. And it wasn't until recently that I feel like all of my friends have been like, I can't do it. Yeah, so we all hated it. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. We we're like, so this sucks, right? Like this is what's fucking with us. Right. And so that's just like wild to me too that like 
you know, this is something we have to take for yeah. birth control measures. Or just the fact that half like, the responsibility is also on another person. Right. Or the fact that feminine products aren't free. Yeah. And oh. we, we did not decide this on no. ourselves. And like, they're just like, they're like, maybe they're not free, but they're so expensive. And right. like, I, like in general, like, this is something that happens. Like, don't you think that this should be kind of, like, yeah, how they send us the free COVID tests? Mm-hmm. We should be sent free and monthly products. like, it's, like, just, like, how, like, embarrassing it is when you're little and, like, or younger and, like, you know. Something happens. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, it shouldn't be you that should be, just, like, mortified for be literally being a, a girl. Woman. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. That whole, like, the whole medical side of research and what's lacking for women is just truly concerning well so just to end us on a high note those were some shocking facts i also have a list of some amazing moments in history yes um this obviously is not capturing all of them at all but i'll just i'll pick maybe my favorite if you want to pick like one of your favorites too okay um but obviously one kind of going into the fact that before 1978 women could be fired if they were pregnant they created the Pregnancy Discrimination Act in 1978, prohibiting that. So now you can you can literally interview while being pregnant, and that can't be held against you, yeah. which is awesome for moms and soon-to-be moms. Um, today, more than 30% of all businesses are owned and operated by women. Go, go girl. And I think that's like, you honestly, go girls. literally increasing all mm-hmm. of the time. Um, do, do any of these stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, my favorite is obviously Title IX. I thought so. Which was passed in 1972. And it's a law that requires school to um, receive money from the government so to give to, like, their female students and their female athletes so that they have the same opportunities to play um, as, like, the men. And, you know, growing up, like, sports were such a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine not – like, I remember my mom – Like, as a kid, my parents enrolled me in every sport imaginable. Like, I truly did everything. And, like, I just, like, my mom, like, the only sport that was available to her was cheerleading when she was younger. Yeah. And it's just so wild. Like, I could never imagine growing up without sports. And I feel like being a student athlete all those years, like, really shaped me, like, as a person. And, you know, being on a team and having camaraderie and, you know, learning to have disagreements and issues with people but still work with them and, you know, work towards a similar goal. Um, And, like, you know, criticism and, like, Mm -hmm. having a coach that is yelling at you all the time. And I just feel like there's so much to learn from sports. And I could not have imagined my life, like, not having that opportunity as a kid. Yeah. And, um, obviously, like, the world is extremely misogynistic. And to this day, like, women's sports don't bring in money that men's sports do. And, you know, so that's kind of an uneven playing field, but like, I just couldn't imagine not having that law and not having that opportunity. And like Silver Rock, where I went to undergrad and played lacrosse, like we had a women's lacrosse team, but we didn't have a men's lacrosse team. They were club. They weren't like funded by the school. And it was because of Title IX and because, you know, we needed equal representation of male sports to women's sports on the campus. And so there was like certain teams that we didn't have men's sports solely because, you know, there was women teams and that's, that's well, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So all because of Title IX. I, I, there's, like, some sort of, like, a threshold, but, like, okay. you have to have equal amount of representation on. So we – in order for – and obviously it has to do with money, too, like, what the yeah. school can afford. But in order for, like, men's across to have been, like, a school team and not club, there would have to have been another women's sport to, like, join 
Okay. But like you have to be able to fund it and stuff. So there's like a whole thing with that. But Title IX is definitely my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And I think you pointed this out before we started uh, recording was it wasn't until 1980 that men and women started to even attend college in equal numbers. Which is like that is so. That's insane. That's like 40 two years ago and it, they said that was because um there was a moral land grant colleges act of 1862 that was founded that had universities um they they had to educate men and women in both particular like in in they both had to be open to the different areas of studies right where they used to be closed off to just like men. girls couldn't be in yeah. engineering so and then it's obviously done. it took a little bit to catch up um but yeah 1980 like and too it's like it's gonna be so interesting and i feel like this is going to be another thing that we live through as we get older like there's so many more women now in stem and like different um fields like that mm-hmm. because of you know you know uh, rules and laws like that it's going to be so interesting to see all of the like discoveries and things that women make like moving forward now that there is like more representation more women in all those areas that were typically male dominated so it's just going to be so cool to see all the other crazy things women do because yeah I don't want to like pit us against men, but like no, it, it's it's just exciting. If I had to, to choose, say. I'd rather I, be a woman. <laughs> it's just exciting to see, and I think it's just you know we're going to be able to look back, and there's going to be so many like new things that happened in 2021 and 2022 yeah. and 2020, and like well maybe not 2020. I don't know how much got done that year, but you know it's just going to be exciting yeah. to have all of these milestones and to be able to say like we're living through them. Yeah, and girls rule boys rule they do (laughs) and you should be happy and proud to be a woman and if anyone makes you feel otherwise fuck them cheers to that cheers fuck them that's what i have to say (laughs) that's our our champagne clinging (laughs) in celebratory i hope you're drinking with us yes please drink unless you're driving drink to all of the women in your life Mm. and fuck all the men who refer to women as females because that physically makes me want to vomit yeah, that's one of problematic. Your, one of your ex. you see a, if, if if a guy refers to you as a female, run because he probably also likes Joe Rogan. And I think that's the perfect way to end this podcast. <laughs> a hot take, a hot take, <laughs> and we will see you in the next one. Happy International Women's Month and International Women's Day. Bye, bye. Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only. That's G-R-L Vibes Only. To stay up to date on our latest content and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O, Girl Vibes Only.